guys, you know how you're like, why doesn't Janet have any awesome ads like every other podcast that's free in the entire universe? Well, guys, guess what? Because for a very, very limited time, you get one right here, right now. And it's free. That's right. This ad is free. What's the ad about, Janet? Tell me everything and more. Well, first of all, let me give you the name. It's a name I like very much. It's fun to say. It's called Loot Crate. Loot Crate? Yes, Loot Crate. Loot Crate, I'm still enjoying saying it, is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Here's the thing, though, you guys. You have only until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. But you're all very timely. You stay on top of things. I I, I don't have to worry about you with this. I know that. Now, every month, there's a different theme, and all items are curated around that theme. Themes are inspired by major movie and video game releases, as well as uh, pulling from pop culture franchises that we all know and love. I Nothing has stirred my curiosity like this. I need to know what those things are. Um, I've got my fingers crossed for some uh, Goonie action, maybe a little Tron business. I can't guarantee it. I should have to find out. Loot Crate. Oh, God, Janet, what do I do? How do I get this? How do I get this mystery to be solved? Listen. Make sure to head to lootcrate.com backslash JV Club. That's the name of my podcast. And enter code JV Club to save $3 on any new subscription. You know how this works, guys. That's all you do. You go there, you go to the site, then you put in the name of the podcast because that's how they know that you trust me and all the words that come out of my mouth. And then you get this box of surprises. Loot Crate. I'm going to say it three more times because I have to assume that that will also make a Loot Crate appear. Don't do what I'm doing. Go online. Subscribe to it. Loot Crate, Loot Crate, Loot Crate. Hey guys, welcome to episode 190 of the podcast with my charming and wonderful guest, Amanda Lund. I wanted to throw some quick shout outs out there. Uh, Kath, I want to thank you so much for your uh, wonderful email and uh, thank you for letting me enjoy your marvelous writing. Uh, From Facebook, got to catch up on some Facebook posts, guys. I really uh, fell behind, thought I had covered it, had not. Uh, Facebook, I want to thank Meals. (laughs) Meals, that's probably not your real name, but Meals. Ashley, Joe, Louisa, Stephanie, so excited you're reading A Wrinkle in Time. And then um, Julie from uh, SF State. Woman, I loved your post. And um, guys, Julie sent me a wonderful post and then didn't mention that we are to know each other. It's been a very long time since I've seen her. So it was great to hear from you. And uh, I hope you're doing great. And then uh, Manish, Kyle, Rick, and Ben, thanks for your comments. I uh, uh, also shared some stuff, um, uh, some ideas and some thoughts back. And that includes also a post from Dennis that um, I really appreciated and responded to. Okay, I think that's it. I uh, will talk to you guys soon. Please enjoy the episode. Now entering Nerdist.com. the initial sort of ladies and gentlemen <laughs> welcome to my world but i don't know that's yeah. probably although i i still have problems with a little like i feel like we're in a world where when we do live shows we have the little ear attachment mics mm-hmm. that are supposed to be like look guys it's hands-free it's so right. easy and i feel yeah. like 
10% of the time that's true and the rest of the time we're not there yet and so it's like much worse than if you oh, were using you me like you're like thing. fiddling with it yeah or like I, I swing my head and like it somehow it fall, flips right off yeah. I've been told I have small ears so I feel like it, my it is- ears are an issue <laughs> They're really holding me back, Amanda. <laughs> when I used to work at Universal Studios, we they would have those, and it would they would tape them to your face. They would tape them to your. We talked about this. Yeah, neck. that seems terrible. Would it um, pull the hairs off? It would, especially the, for guys. I bet. Yeah, it would pull the hairs off. I mean, hurt. I guess that's a form of waxing. <laughs> you could sue. I know. I really could. and should have. I should have. What were you doing uh, at Universal Studios? Um, I was, okay, well, when I had to wear that mic, I was hosting the special effects show. Okay. All right. Um, at, uh, yeah. So it was like talking about, <laughs> I mean, you I must've been their dream come true. A beautiful, funny, kind <laughs> blonde. Do you know what I mean though? I mean, they must've been like, when can we use you for every single thing every day, all the time? I did a bunch of weird jobs there. Um, at Universal, I worked there for a couple of years. Wait, has the podcast started? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a it. flawless entry into everything we would have talked about anyway. But now we have microphones. <laughs> it's very organic. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I am recording. Um, yeah, I I worked there. I did several different things. I was the the most horrific of which was being a who. Oh, like Horton Hears a Who? Yeah, I guess. Like from the Grinch. Is that the oh, same? Oh, okay. That's the same sort of who. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not up on my who specification. So what is Horton Hears a Who? That's, listen, here's what I remember. There's an elephant, possibly two small things that dance around. Do they have like little noses? Yes. It must be the same who's from the Grinch <laughs> who stole Christmas. We know it's not from Doctor Who. We are one hundred percent sure it's totally not from Doctor Who because it's Horton okay. Hears a Who, Doctor Seuss. Mm-hmm. Okay, 100%. it's got to be the yeah. same Who's. <laughs> he did some uh, universe crossover where he had one and the other. Yeah, that's a creature he invented, I'm sure. Very okay, clever. so what did a little Who have to do? So I just had to kind of like it's for their Christmas time celebration, but they have like they bring in a whole team of special effects makeup artists, um, and they put on a prosthetic little nose. Oh boy! So it's like a little upturned nose, um, and basically the little nose upturns from the top of your lip up to like where so my where my nose was was actually on the bridge of my actual nose uh-huh. so you can't breathe through Ew, your nose i don't like that it was um i've never experienced anything like it you had to wear it for you know nine hours a day and th- are you gonna get grossed out if i tell you something no gross? no no i mean even if i do it'll be delicious <laughs> at the end of the day you would kind of take it off from where it met your lip yeah and just a stream of snot i'm sure because we're not meant to have our noses plugged up like that no. and probably your nose doesn't like having like you know the prosthetic near it so it might have even had a slight allergic reaction where it's just like Oof, get rid of what's going on get get out of here yeah and it was cold and people were oh, getting yeah. sick and it oh was for just, sure it was it was hard this is like i mean you've never done like a i worked at an amusement park one man show have you because so, i know some people do and i first of all i i recognize that it is a, a number one thing to be made fun of on some level if someone does a bad job 
But then you hear stories like this and you're like, God, now I know why people do them. And, and to some success in some cases, because this is the kind of shit where like we all have those positive associations with theme parks and sometimes not so positive. But in any case, it's a thing that we can all relate to, but we haven't been behind the scenes. So it's kind of fun to hear those stories. Yeah, it's definitely a rich world. I have tried to capitalize on it. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Matt and I, my fiance Matt, um, and I wrote a pilot for Fox about like a fake Disneyland workplace comedy thing. It didn't get picked up. But yeah, and actually my senior thesis was I wrote a one-woman show about being a princess at Disneyland, but I never did anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now I have to ask you about that. I guess that goes without saying. (laughs) What was uh, that? Again, it seems they must have been like, thank you. Thank you, God and the universe for sending us Amanda. I don't know, because you'd be surprised of how many of me's there are (laughs) just walking around. No, because I feel like you have a because you have the the edge underneath that is like that I think is so rare. Well, like the dark edge. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that they necessarily want that, but I but I think that there's an intelligence and a sort of a fine tuning of the world that happens with that, that you might not have if you're, you know, not that. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I'd say maybe you, you got that too. I do. But I, no, uh, yeah, but I might, I don't think I, I can't, I don't, I don't know if I can present as articulately and as well as you, I feel like I'm very just like put me inside the Pluto. Maybe. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I somehow feel like I, I can't I I can't keep up the the like oh it's beautiful elegant front it's it's hard I mean I don't have it in my real life and it's a hard job to do like being like that on um when I worked at Disney having to like just talk and smile for you know 45 minutes at a time yeah but um no yeah I mean there's a lot of people who can and do do that uh-huh. job especially you know in orange county there's just so many girls like right out of high school who want to go and do that's it. true where are you where, yeah. where are you from originally i'm from long beach California. okay all right uh-huh. that's a, yeah that's i was trying to think if i could if i knew anybody who had who was not from the area who ended up working from a younger age for whatever i mean even just like right out of college or, or during college um for the Disney stuff, but that seems like very often it's it's a it's it's such a natural place to go if you enjoy performing and you're in the Southern California area. There's like a lot of possibilities there. Oh, definitely. I feel like just in general, anyone who grows up around there at some point works at Disneyland yeah. doing what you know whatever job, yeah, yeah, churros or something. And Matt did too. He did too. Okay. Actually, we both worked there for a long time, but we never crossed paths. Or maybe oh, yeah. we did cross paths, but we but it didn't. Yeah, yeah, we in the same way yeah we never met officially that i he remember. didn't like see you across like a crowd as you were dressed as a princess and go like i'm gonna make that girl my wife someday i wish he did <laughs> i i often think because we both grew up in the same area i wish i had a timeline of our lives to see at what points they intersected yeah you know? yeah like, absolutely when were we both at chaw for tea drinking boba uh-huh. you know? but we <laughs> yeah, have yeah. like a significant age difference so it would be you know not so romantic yeah oh <laughs> But he would have been like, oh, someday. Yeah. Someday yeah. You'll be, it'll be okay. If we're together. <laughs> that little girl's going to be my wife. <laughs> I guess 
that is one way of when you when you sort of God, that really does uh, so perfectly illustrate how the divide shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I feel like once you get into, you know, your late 20s, it really doesn't matter so much. Like once you're an adult living on your own and yeah. paying your own bills, it's like, uh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, listen, maybe I don't know that reference to that television show that clearly didn't exist by the time I was that age. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, where he's like, you don't know. Oh, come on. And then yeah. you're like, well, is it important enough for you to show me? And then that immediately is like, oh, no, no, no. It's yeah, not. Yeah, don't worry about that. That show was not important enough for me to even look it up. I just made one casual reference. It's not that key. And if it were, you probably would already know and see it because I would have shown it to you really yes. early on. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, here's what I know about Long Beach. Number yeah. one, I enjoy their aquarium. It's great. Number two, I enjoy the strip that has some rad vintage stores on it. Oh, Fourth Street. Yeah. I forgot which number it was. I knew it was a number. Yeah, that's number my jam. three. That's all I know. That's really about it. Yeah. There's a Queen it's Mary. Small. It's a small. Oh, I do know about the Queen Mary. Have not been on the Queen Mary. Ooh. I do know about the Queen Mary. You should Haunted. Go- it's haunted. You should go. Okay, so I've been. I've only been to the Queen Mary a handful of times. Um, the haunt. I've been to their like haunted Halloween thing, which is fun. What do they do with that? It's just your your typical mazes and great scares. But you know the funny thing about that is oh, the, they do mazes inside the it, Queen yeah, Mary. Inside yeah, the Queen interesting. Mary. The great thing is, is when you exit the final maze, you get spit out into this like club mm-hmm. atmosphere. Yeah. So you just start dancing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Before you even know what's happening. You're coming out at a scared run and then you're just kind of cabbage patching. You're like, we made it. We're yeah. alive. Let's all celebrate, everybody. <laughs> I um, I have been to, I think the only Halloween thing I've done, I guess like Halloween time at Disneyland I've been to, but that isn't really as specific as something like Not Scary Farm, which I did do one time and which was so preposterous. I mean, it was fun, but it was like, I felt like the oldest person there, which I was not. But I felt like it because my attitude was of the oldest person there. Sure. Where I just couldn't, like, it just seemed so funny to me. Like, it was so funny to me, the people running around, particularly as clowns with really jagged teeth. Wait, so you weren't scared? Well, I was, I'm, I was startled, but I prefer, where I feel I get most scared other than with like real life crime, like true crime stuff, <laughs> yeah, sure. um, is more the sort of haunted, like the others, like that type of movie, almost like a masterpiece theater, like spooky, haunted. Um, I don't get as scared. I mean, I'll jump and startle at, you know, a movie that has a lot of like really quick, like suddenly this, but I don't. I don't find that that's like not something that stays with me. I guess I like a story that stays with me. Yeah, I get it. So you don't, the gore doesn't. The gore doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It just, and especially in that context, it was just like, it just felt like there were so many people who just run at you, even just when you're walking from thing to thing, just to have somebody suddenly be like, "Ah!" and then just run past you to do it to someone else. Yeah. It started getting so weird and funny to me that I started in what I'm sure is the worst nightmare of anyone just trying to do their job doing that, I would like grab them and be like, there's something medically wrong with you. Like it became like, let's try to make the people I'm with laugh. Like what reaction can I have that is not expected? And, and then, you know, I'm sure that other people do that. So they probably are just like, just let me fucking collect my paycheck, take my fangs out, (laughs) 
go home and get a nice night's sleep. But what are you supposed to do? Like fake being authentically scared? Yeah, there's I not mean, really a good response to that other yeah. than like a wise smile. Like, mm-hmm, that's awful too, you know? <laughs> you're, you're doing a good job. I did the best I could. I tried to make it entertaining for everyone all over the world. <laughs> well, who was there? But I do like mazes. The spooky mazes or like, yeah, a, like a corn I like, maze? I would say I like um, any version of a maze. Do you, okay, so do you, are the, you the type of person who likes puzzles? Mm-hmm, I love puzzles uh, and escape rooms. Oh, okay, I stuff. haven't, I've been researching escape rooms. I just hosted a show for Geek and Sundry that's going to come out about escape rooms, and if we get to do more, I'm going to drag you and Matt oh in post-haste. Oh, wow. Tell okay. me, t- let's talk about escape rooms. I mean, I really don't know, I, I have an idea in my head about what they are. Yeah, oh gosh, you'll have so much fun, we'll have to do one. Is it, so is it? Because there's tons in LA of just a pre-existing pre-existing makes it sound like they were discovered <laughs> archaeologists have unearthed an escape yeah, room the escape from the room 20s been lying dormant for yeah. years yeah <laughs> um yeah so i there's different types of them though there's like the more horror ones right and then the more kind of um like puzzly. solve these math problem kind of stuff yeah yeah i haven't done anything that's horror related i know there's like zombie ones where you're trying to get away from zombies but i don't know if they're I guess because I haven't done one, I don't know if you have to solve anything at all or if you're just trying to... The scary ones, I, I don't know. I think you have to kind of look for clues yeah. and then that, okay. right? And then that's the same, yeah. leads you to, to escape it, the room. Escape the room, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that, I guess, works... The scary ones kind of work better with the, the idea of them being an escape room opposed to some of the puzzle ones where it is kind of like... Yeah, it's not really about escaping the room. It's just about solving the mystery before the hour is up, kind of. Right. Yeah, I've I've read a little bit about those ones. Is I that love something? Those. And you always go in a group because I'm thinking right now I would fail miserably if I were in there on my own. Yeah, you go in with like you can go in with like you can reserve the entire room so it's, you get ten people together, which would be really fun. Um, and then. Uh, you can also just go like two of you or three of you and they'll fill in the rest with other oh. people. So when you book it, it'll be like five spots left available and then you can choose how many spots you want. So then you can grab your friends who are like puzzle nerds, which I am, I love them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm amazing at them. I'm not like right. immediately like, oh, I got this, you guys, I got this. I definitely will be like, <laughs> well, the number one thing I've noticed about myself is that I if there's like a verbal clue like that you read that's like, you know, there was one I did kind of recently that just is something like Leonardo sees all things from the sky or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's some clue and you don't know what it means yet. I will just go around repeating it like under my breath <laughs> until someone is like, please stop saying that. I'm not any closer to finding it. And I'll just be like lifting things up. Leonardo sees things closer in the sky. Leonardo sees things <laughs> So does annoying. it at some point then click for you? I think that's it's, what I'm yeah. hoping is that there's some sort of like it'll get ingrained in there so much that it will suddenly something will make sense and it will still be fresh opposed to like, oh, I read that and I forgot about it. And then I missed this important moment. Right. Because you like to keep it alive and present in uh-huh. your mind. Much to everyone else's chagrin, <laughs> I'm sure. It's just I, an yeah. annoying soundtrack. I don't think I thrive in a puzzle room. I feel like I would shut Pressure down. I would like, shut down. Yeah. Do you like puzzles uh, when there is no escaping or time time constraint involved? Um, I, you know, I don't hate them. I'm not, I don't love them though. I really do feel like, but, I, but the thing about the escape room is because it's kind of collaborative mm-hmm. and it's a group oh, thing. Oh, you'd be so fun. I think I would like it. I don't, give me a puzzle and tell me to solve it just on my yeah. own and I'll just, I will lose interest. I totally get it. I also feel like it's, 
those things are, I mean, those things are like, like anything you do get better at something if you do it more. And sometimes I feel like putting the energy in and sometimes I'm like with the Sudoku, for example, I'm not a Sudoku person at all. And I see someone doing it and I'm like, Oh, that's that. So that satisfies a part of your brain that I guess this other thing, like for me, weirdly a crossword puzzle, but not Sudoku would do crossword puzzles because they're filled with like annoying puns which i really enjoy yeah um but that's something where i was you know someone started me on a crossword and i was like i can't do this and then they were like no just stick with it like you'll kind of get really used to this sort of you know i can like what it yeah and now i love doing them and i do feel like i do them really fast but it was really something that i had to make a decision to get good at. that's what i've heard about crosswords and i yeah i because there's a there's kind of um there's a certain way to do them you know, exactly. and, and the clues exactly. are written in certain ways that as a novice, you can't necessarily, you don't, it doesn't click. But once you figure out there is a little bit of a pattern language there. almost. Yeah. Language. Pattern and language. Totally. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's get back to uh, the, first of all, Long Beach, um, but also <laughs> um, I will say the, the Hail Mary. <laughs> The Hail Mary ship. Oh, the Hail. Yes, the um, Queen, Queen Mary. Mary. The Queen um, Mary. What when you're when you're a kid growing up in Long Beach? When you have um, it's Long Beach itself has all of has its own kind of great fun stuff like that. And then you're also, as you said, near Anaheim. You've got the kind of theme park thing. And then you have Los Angeles. Did you have a sense of taking? Like, was that something that you were taking advantage of as a as a young kid too? And all the way up through college and stuff. Yeah, you know, we wouldn't go and to LA that much I don't remember as a as a kid I mean maybe sometimes to maybe go see a play or something but um we would go to Disney all the time and and Knott's Berry Farm too yeah like I had a pass to both of those places sweet and it was something where we could like my mom would just drop me and some friends off there and we would just spend all day like I mean doing whatever yeah um but yeah we would go we'd take advantage of being in Long Beach too you know but I don't, not too much. I mean, I, the aquarium I love, but I think I really only went there, you know, once I was in high school. Yeah. Um, cause I don't know if it was as good. It got revamped. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. Almost. Cause I feel like when I moved down here, it was like a big deal that it had reopened or I remember there was like, some- yeah. And even downtown Long Beach has been, you know, really improved, um, in the last, how you know, 10 years. So they put, you know, the P.F. Chang. <laughs> That's when it got good. Yeah, the Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. yeah. A, I think there's a Nordstrom Rack. Dang, you guys. <laughs> the stuff that remind you that you could, except for the aquarium, you could kind of be anywhere in the United States. But that's also like yeah. a thing that draws you there. Um, what's your family? How, how big is your family? Remind me. I have two parents and a sister. <laughs> <laughs> that, listen, that's a fair thing to say. It could be that you have four. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, two yeah. parents and a sis. And your sister is uh, she older or younger? She's older. She's four years older. Okay. Yeah. And what was how was your relationship when you guys were growing up? Um, it's better now. Mm. I think we we fought a lot as kids that Our, seems like a tough age to be a, well you know it's it can be tough or it can be easy no matter what the separation is but yeah I think it was just that gap was such that I you know it was the situation where I wanted to be her friend and yes. I was an annoying little sister yeah that's I guess what I was picturing with the thinking about the four years I think that's about yeah. it because you know it's just like we never crossed over like we were never at high school at the same time yeah sort of thing yeah um, and she also got she got bullied a lot at school so then she would come home and 
you know, bully me. And so oh, yeah, we pass on the savings. You That's gotta not pass what I mean. it on. Yeah, gotta pass it on. It's like <laughs> it's like that horror movie. Yeah. Um. What's with um? With it the follows. Gypsy? Oh no! It follows, but I was oh. actually thinking about oh, the, the, Alice, one, the one that Alison Loman was in. Yes, which I love. Drag really Me good. to Hell. Yeah, Drag Me to Hell was great. I love that. Yeah, movie. that's a better example of like pass the pass the curse. It's both. They're both good. Yeah, I didn't like it. Follows. I'm like the only person who really? didn't like yeah. it. Yeah, I just found I was like, I guess I couldn't. It's funny when, whenever you pick whatever the like if you're going to either buy all the way into a horror movie or something is like I can't get past blah blah blah, and I just couldn't get past like. They're so that seems slow, so slow moving. Like, why would you like let it stay in the neighborhood? Why wouldn't you like fly across the world if you had to get rid of it? Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, it just felt I like see. it just felt like, guys, come on, let's think, let's think longer term, right? Than, think like, critically for like five yeah. minutes. Yeah, and, and that's then. true of any horror movie. For yeah, some reason, I couldn't let it go in that one. I just was frustrated by it. It was beautifully shot, and like all the things people say about it being kind of old school, I agreed yeah. with. But. That was one where I was just like, I can't. Why can't I get past this? I couldn't get past it. I'm still talking ya. about it in therapy. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> no, but that that totally makes sense um, about that sister. Did now have you get along better now? Was that something that gradually evolved into like you guys can laugh over that stuff? You know, it's funny we don't talk about it that much. I mean, it was nothing too awful. It's and I'm sure we have two completely different perspectives on it yeah you know what i yeah. mean um so yeah now we just get along great again i think just being an adult is a great equalizer for people absolutely so i mean and uh, yeah i i just think it's one of those things that we kind of grew out of and now we you know it's i enjoy when i go home to visit my family because she still lives at home actually but mm-hmm. i get to see her and um you know we help each other out and it's it's nice now yeah. yeah were you guys um were you getting did you get go through any kind of bullying stuff were you guys really different we are pretty different yeah, yeah we're very different so i mean i just feel yeah like i didn't really i always had a good experience at school for the most part mm-hmm. you know like i always had a close small close group of great friends who actually and this is kind of unique my best friends in LA or not they're not all in LA but my best friends today are my best friends from like preschool oh that's great yeah to have that person who's known those people who've known you all the way through is uh, is always so nice yeah so I really but it is rare yeah it is rare I think just because people physically move and stuff and we just all happen to you know we went to separate colleges but then you know we all still hang out and celebrate each other's birthdays together that's really great yeah so that's they're kind of like my siblings as well those oh that makes sense yeah it's so nice to have people to keep those memories alive with I feel like there's so much that gets lost for so many people when there's just no one to bounce it back off of. And, you know, even if it yeah. changes, obviously we know memory is um, kind of fallible anyway, but like at least to have somebody who helps keep that stuff alive. I feel like I've blacked out so many things from, you know, for not having somebody that was right there with me who can still or wants to still talk about it, you know? Yeah, it's very easy to like for like I have such huge patches of memory missing that I, it I know, scares it's so me. weird, isn't it weird? Like I, even today when I was going through photos to send you for the website, for the podcast, I was like, I really don't remember a lot of college, high school and elementary school. I don't, I just don't really remember. Yeah. But I'm glad I took a lot of photos on my disposable camera. So when you look at it, does that tr- tr- strike a, a memory cord with you? Or do you even sometimes look at the photos and go, I don't even know 
what that's from. No, if I see a photo, I can I can remember. That's good. <laughs> but I have to see the photo. That's good. But like, that's how I mean, I, I feel like if it's someone else's pictures, then I get into trouble. Like somehow if it's my pictures, I can sort of hold the memories differently because I've been looking at them from I've been touching base with them yeah. from time to time. Someone else will be like, Oh, my God, look at this picture. Send me a picture or like put a picture up on Facebook. And I'll be like, I don't I don't know where that was taken. I don't know what the context was. I couldn't tell you a thing about it other than, you know, it's my friend and me wearing sombreros or whatever it is that like is a total mystery. That's frightening. It's frightening. Yeah. It starts making you think that like, yeah, it's really, it's really, it's definitely really weird. And it's like, well, if I don't remember all that, what's the point? Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to remember this. What's the point? <laughs> what is the point? I don't know what the point is. What were your, um, what were your, what was your style like when you were in high school? Not to get too superficial, but like uh-huh. your close group of friends, did you guys kind of dress similarly? Did you go through phases of like, oh, then I was really into this and then I went through that? Well, and was, did that stuff matter to you? Did you use the way you dressed and the music you listened to as an expression of, of who you were? Certainly. Um, I came, I went to um, an elementary school and a middle school. It was one, it was a Catholic school with a small class, the same 28 kids, um, kindergarten through eighth grade, and we had uniforms. Okay. So then when I barely owned any clothes. Yeah. So when I went into high school, it was this whole new world of, oh my gosh, you know, now I get this chance to kind of sure. define myself. Oh God, I'm sure it would be like that. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, and I think my style in high school was morphed a lot by my uh, one new friend I made in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, God, I love those stories. Friend. I have one. I've got the same. It's like <laughs> how much that can overpower you in a good or bad way yeah so and she was super into thrifting and like vintage clothes yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah we would just wear a lot of crazy i wore a lot of strange stuff in um high school and i got i really wanted a wig for (laughs) christmas i love it so for christmas what kind of wig did you want i wanted i wanted a long dark oh my god i completely am the same (laughs) did you want a wig for christmas I still have like a long brown expensive wig <laughs> that I was like, if only I could work up the courage to just wear this as my natural hair. I mean, it's kind of like, I just, when you really think about it, it's like, why not? I know. Why don't we wear wigs more? I know. Um, Some people do. And I'm always so impressed. Yeah. Like I had my grandma Faye wore a wig every day and you walked into her house and she just had like 12 wigs on wig heads were they all different or were they kind of the same they were very similar (laughs) they were all very similar what a waste grandma (laughs) Faye! come on and they were like the funny thing is if you think of you're an older woman and you're gonna wear a wig maybe it would be you know hair like you had when you were younger but they were like old lady wigs yeah like to look more like they matched or that no one would know it was a wig i guess yeah i guess so a lot of different wig culture out there where it's like either it's in your face that it's a wig because it's bright pink or the like i want this to look like it's as natural as possible so no one would know yeah now having said that real quick question though I'm sure you had to wear wigs uh, when you were doing princess stuff. Yes, we did. Hot, though. And itchy, no? So hot. That's the problem, I think. So itchy. Maybe that's why we don't wear them I think you might be onto something. But I will say the best feeling in the world is taking off your wig. It's so true. It's the 
best it's feeling. like when you think for a second that you lose your wallet and then you found that you didn't <laughs> lose your wallet your day is so much better it's like your head and scalp feel better than they've ever felt ever felt it's so <laughs> like for anyone out there who has never felt this buy a wig wear sleep in it or sleep in it wear all go day. to the beach in it and just get real hot and sweaty and then take it off and it's like what a you're joy. reborn you're right or getting it's or it's like getting your ears cleaned or something where oh, you're like yeah. i think I might have bionic hearing suddenly. It was what crazy when we worked at Disney because if you didn't do your hair properly under the wig, when you took your wig off, you'd have insane hair. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there was this technique that I mastered after working there for years of kind of pin curling yes! your hair. I, I'm really bad at doing it on my own, but I've had it done when I'm shooting something and I, I it, it creates like a real cute crinkle afterwards. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. And so then you take your wig off and you'd like shake it out. <laughs> you take your wig off, you shake it out after you painstakingly remove each pin from the pin curls. Yes, and the pins have been like, like, you know, in your scalp all day, yeah. like hurting your head. That's the best part of watching that in a movie when someone like takes off a wig and just shakes their hair out because <laughs> they were in disguise, some sexy disguise, then it's replaced by their oh. sexy hair that is untouched by wig. Or even like in when men write movies, as they often do, um, yeah. when there's a woman who like has her hair even in a ponytail and she takes it out and shakes it out. I'm like, that's impossible. There's where's no, the bump? Where's the bump? <laughs> so true yeah or if someone has their hair oh. in a french twist and pulls yeah. out like one pin oh yeah it's and like then it no just way cascades to your shoulders although you might have hair that you could do hold up with one pin i don't know if that's true don't we have the same hair but your hair is kind of all one length i feel that's like that's true it is all need. one length I don't know, though. I feel like it sticks in position. It's probably been sprayed ruthlessly to get it to stay there. So it's like a more of a clunk down. Yeah. Like there's maybe a layer of it that sort of stays (laughs) as a sheet of hair. You know, it's just not it doesn't really exist like that. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm furious. (laughs) What a what a uh, upper class complaint. I know. To be like, how dare they French twists? But listen, it speaks to a larger problem, which is the way that the me- the media proliferates like, false Women's ideas hair. about women. <laughs> yeah. We've got to it. Yeah. We finally got to the meat of this. Ding, ding, ding. There we it is. We finally took its wig off <laughs> and showed it for what it really was. <laughs> we pulled was. the wig off. We exposed it. Uh, okay. Vintage thrift. I'm totally on board for that. What about um, music stuff? Yeah. So I am guilty of... Um, listening to the music that the boys who I like are into. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to learn about stuff. It really is. It can be true for friends. It can be true for relationships. That's true. It's very common. So in high school, I, my friend Lauren and I were obsessed with this, um, these two guys and they were like punk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we got really into, Oh God, I'm like trying to even remember what we were into. Just, you know, whatever, like sex pistols, punk or like like sex pistols. And, um, Oh gosh, like what monster rock. What you know like um punk bands who would sing songs oh like misfits mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. and then you know lots of skulls with eyeballs. Yeah, and I would yeah. listen to that and feel so cool. Yeah. Um but I don't think you know, I liked that music, but I was never personally it wasn't speaking to you the way something you chose and couldn't stop listening to i had that too for sure yeah yeah when i look back on some of the stuff i listened to i never listened to misfits but when i think about or like danzig or anything but when i think about some of the punk i listened to like punk yeah because then that's just kind of rock with Mm -hmm. a twist but yeah some of like the tech like the tech like ministry like shit that was like angry techno Oh, I'm like, yeah, I never got, and I'm not speaking that. of like nine inch nails. Cause that's still very melodic compared to some of the stuff I was listening to. 
And there was definitely moments where you're like, I don't know if I, I really like this. Did I like it? Yeah. But I do miss, I, I, I like don't listen to music. Like I don't discover music anymore, really. I, I just kind of listen to, I think since Pandora, I'll just like have it on my Beyonce Pandora station. Yeah, yeah. I also think in high school, like I, yeah, I was trying to listen to cool music. And also my sister was really into kind of cool stuff. So I just kind of piggybacked on that. Like she loved the Beatles and she was really into like Elvis and kind of more that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I really got in on that. Oh, and like, <laughs> like kind of more um, like 90s grungy stuff. Nirvana. Sure. She loved Nirvana. So I pretended to love Nirvana. And now I do like it. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't actively listen to it. Well, it's interesting when something like that gives you the, the, the idea of the layers where you can like enjoy, you can enjoy it well enough to listen to it, but you're also just enjoying the feeling of knowing you're listening to it yeah. as a teenager versus it doesn't matter if anyone's around. This is what my heart tells me it wants to hear. And it's about that content and not kind of the bigger picture which i think is important especially when you're a teenager where it is like i'm enjoying the fact that i'm the kind of person that listens to this music i may or may not like (laughs) right and it's such a gateway to dabbling with like yeah your style and your identity is kind of who you listen to yeah kind of defines you my my friend and i used to take she lived in anaheim and there was this concert venue there called chain reaction (laughs) amazing this tiny little place and we would I would come over to her house after school and we would take the bus to Chain Reaction and it didn't matter what band was playing there. We knew it would probably be some like crappy little punk band with cute boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would just like dance and like be too scared to go in the mosh pit, you know, uh-huh. like kind of be around it yeah, yeah. and maybe like try and push each other in a little yeah, bit. But yeah. we were just like, you know, nervous. But that was always so so fun we used to go see Kara's flowers before they were maroon five uh-huh oh there we go oh i didn't know that's what they were called before yeah. they were maroon five and again another band that my sister loved and i like piggybacked on yeah and that probably annoyed her oh of course yeah, yeah. like ugh, get your own thing i know lamo <laughs> so <laughs> the laughter um now with the cute boys did that ever um, manifest anything more did you have like you said that you uh, boys you liked so I'm assuming did you end up dating them or were you meeting guys like that or did you have boyfriends that um, you sustained for a while or were you kind of bopping all over the place like many of us yeah so in high school I was uh, like I mentioned these two guys Brad and Brandon were so cool and my friend and I were obsessed with them to the point where we would like follow them around but we were stalkers I was <laughs> I would, we knew that they played frisbee golf at the park by my house. Okay. So God, I wouldn't have expected the, that's <laughs> the a cool, good twist. Yeah. It's right. a good twist. I guess frisbee golf was kind of like a real thing for a while. Yeah. Um, but we would go after school and wait at the park just in case yeah. they showed up there. And, um, you know, one time they did and it was the most, one of the most beautiful afternoons. Like they like hung out with us and it just made our lives. And looking back, I realized like it was less that we really liked them and more that it was kind of just a fun activity for us to do. You know, that's just what it came up for me when you were, when you were talking about that, I thought, God, I almost like got that rush of adrenaline thinking about them showing up and you guys being like, they're here and then it evolving into something and thinking like it really took a lot less for in in some cases like an event was so much smaller to get so excited about and i yes. i miss that i miss that like that was a 
like the excitement of doing it and even just going there on the chance that they would come that that would have a thrill to it and a hope to it and a thing to do, right? It's just a thing to do because you're not an yes. adult, so you're not going to do, there's not that much stuff to do. But that that would be enough is like, I feel very, very, very fond of that, you know? It, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I cherish those times because it's also, it's so frivolous and just having such a portion of your life and your mind being devoted to like those feelings and crushes and you know like that's something that you don't really I mean I love my relationship and that is a huge part of my life but it's just um you know it's it's different that isn't part it's of my totally, life it's a totally different set of feelings that it yeah. nurtures and fulfills and spending so much time in the fantasy part of your brain yeah that's you know? it right you nailed it I think yeah because it's like I used to just sit and daydream yeah and just I daydream about like going on a date with this guy who actually after he graduated high school he never like one time he wrote me a little card and it was like this whole thing he had someone deliver it to me and it was like hey I, I like you and oh. it was, like made my life but then it was like he would never follow through with like asking me on a date or Mm -hmm. anything interesting yeah but after he graduated he was like three years older i was still in high school we dated for six months oh there you go yeah and then i broke up with him well you got him i got him i know and it's like oh he wasn't the fantasy anymore i think that's what it was he was so sweet his name was yeah brad hargrove if you're out there shout out to brad (laughs) brad could you come in here please oh my god as promised (laughs) oh amazing but um yeah, I mean, I was just, we were But six months, crazy. I think, is a good long time, actually. Six I mean, months you know, at that age, yeah. right? Um, and then I had this boyfriend named Jazz. Okay, well, I always amazing. had all these boyfriends. I had a lot of boy. I would, you know, it was very innocent for me in high yeah. school, but I had a, a bunch of kind of odd boyfriends. <laughs> Do you mind if I ask, when you say innocent, if it was like, yeah, like how, I, how sexy it was? We weren't having sex. Yeah. Like we weren't really doing, it wasn't until senior year that I like even did anything more than like second base. Mm-hmm. That's boob touching, right? Yes. Second okay. base is, I was boob touching. I don't, what, so third base is you touch each other's junk, but you don't have oh, sex. No, th- maybe second base is touching, all touching, and third base is oral. <laughs> I don't know. I just realized I don't know. I'm I think that has pretty to sure be. I know what a home run is. Yeah. I, and like, I know first base is kissing on the lips. Right? I think second has to be hand stuff and third is mouth stuff. Interesting. That it has sense. to be. Otherwise, we're... It's either you... above or below the waist, but then what is second base is you touching a boy's boobs? That doesn't make sense. Right. So it would make sense that it's touching and then we yeah. had to look this up. Third base. I, mean, I realize maybe, I don't know what third base is. Maybe it's different for everyone. It could be different for everyone. Let's, let's have us <laughs> be relaxed about it. Be flexible. The wide range of things third base could be. There's... Yeah, I can think of a couple. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was very innocent. It was kissing, just and making out and making, yeah. make hard making out. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I don't know if I've talked about this since one of my very first podcasts, but, um, my first boyfriend in high school was the first person that I had like really French kissed with any regularity mm-hmm. and my whole mouth like my face was sore because his mouth was big and he didn't really know maybe how to kiss either and so i would just be chafed from like you know like a like a cold breeze in the winter would hit like when you're kissing in the park and you'd be like why is my entire face wet 
I mean, just kissing until you like can't take it anymore. Uh-huh. Like that is something yeah. that you do not do as an adult. Like, yeah. Just that kind of making out for hours, like to fierce make out. Yeah, where it's not even fun by the end. Uh-huh. Like, mouth, and you're like, I'm not enjoying this, but like, I don't know what else to do. Yes. Isn't that interesting though? Because to to get to that point, which I think is so common, and I think that in many ways it is still common for a lot of my younger listeners. I it did. I I was I was sort of wondering if people were having sex younger and younger, and from what I'm hearing anecdotally, it doesn't seem like it's like suddenly everyone does it at 13 now. Right. Um, aside from like what we might think, or you know, in spite of what it kind of seems like it might be true sometimes, but that figuring like like the fact that so many of us would do that and do that and do that and that it wouldn't cross over into intercourse. I'm, I'm really, I am kind of fascinated by where the tipping point is. And obviously it's different for different people. And yeah. some young people break up because one of them wants to, and the other one doesn't, or some people do it when they're not ready. Cause the person that they want to do it with wants to, you right. know, that kind of thing. But I, I'm, I'm interested in that because same thing. It's like, I'm, I'm curious about why I made the decision to do it when I did. Cause it wasn't like, a hard and fast, like I'm going to have sex with this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, and then it happened kind of thing. I know. I wonder where, like, I wonder for me, why, why did I not want to do that stuff? I know I was a little bit of a late bloomer and I never really had discussions like with my family about sex or anything like that. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't a thing that we did. So I think I was, I was scared or I didn't really understand it, but yeah, again, it just is very arbitrary. Like why was I, and you know boys are pushy so it's like yeah. you almost each boyfriend tries to push you a little bit and yeah. you almost just finally give in yeah um but yeah i waited to have sex until i was like very ready like in college um but the yeah the other stuff it just seems like okay so i had this boyfriend in high school and i wouldn't do anything other than kiss but we started i let him touch my boobs but we had code names for everything oh <laughs> So it would be like kissing was like soda and touching boobs was popcorn or something. Okay, all right. I think I'm remembering this slightly incorrectly, but I'll just keep talking about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and one time I remember being on the phone and he was like, I want a soda popcorn. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I remember being like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. And like, that was horrifying yeah. to me. And I like thought about it and I was like, okay, I guess. Yeah. But so that was him saying he wanted to put your mouth on your boobs. He wanted to put his mouth on my boobs. I mean, boobs. his mouth. Yeah, you putting yours on. That's a. That's, <laughs> some women can do that. I can't. No wonder that was confusing. Yeah, uh, um, right. <laughs> I guess some people can. <laughs> wow. I never thought about that. Um, yeah. And it was just like this. I just looking back, it was like so. I was so innocent. Yeah. Even though having the code word was pretty delightful. Because yeah. that shows, obviously, you've talked about it before. Or you. I guess you had. Like, I don't even. I guess that's what I'm wondering is. What sometimes the sometimes the innocence of coming up with code words feels so much more you're paying so much more attention to something than just not dealing with it at all or just doing it. Yeah, it, that the in between of like okay, so kissing is this. And yeah, like we were aware, this. right? That yeah. there was other stuff to yeah, be done. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? exactly. So okay, so he wants. So he had already touched your popcorn, but he yeah. wanted to soda your popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> And you couldn't do it. You didn't want to do it. I think I didn't. I don't remember, honestly. Yeah. That's one of those gaps in my Is that, memory. But I feel like I did talk about sex and what was going on with friends of mine 
that that in terms of I would never have talked about it with my parents certainly and right. I'm an only child but um but I do feel like I would talk about it with friends did that was that something that you guys talked about I have trouble recalling I'm sure we did because yeah. all we talked about was was boys but at the same time I I don't really remember I feel like I was kind of private about that stuff yeah um yeah, I, I don't know, because I feel like I was embarrassed, you know, and you never really know what you've done and if it's weird. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Or if they're doing more than you are. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we must have talked about all that stuff. Uh, certainly, you know, when anyone ever lost their virginity or something, it was very exciting and we would talk about it. But then again, I can't even really recall, so I don't know. Yeah. It's like a weird... Oh, well, you can kidding. ask you, 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 you. The good news is you can ask your friends if you're actually curious. You I know. Can, you can be like, guys, remind me. Did we this, this, and this, and this? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's true. Yeah. It's, and that I was going to say, too, like, that's a great way when you have those friendships to be able to reconnect with that feeling. It seems like that would be something that would be, you know, that you would do uh on the regular to kind of reconnect with that that feeling. Yeah. I mean, strangely enough, even though we still hang out all the time. Like, um, we don't really reminisce. That's okay. We don't really reminisce all that much, which I think is a good thing. No, you're right. Then it'd be like, you had nothing to talk about except those times. Right. I mean, it's like a testament to that. We're still like pretty connected with each other, but it is like, you know, every once in a while when you want to go back and relive something, I should take advantage of that more, even just to like fill in the gaps in my poor memory. I'm glad that I've turned this into an opportunity to chide you. You should really (laughs) take advantage of that more. I don't know why you haven't taken more advantage of that. Please, for all of us, please take more advantage of that. Um, And we're, you into you were were you into theater and stuff when you were in high school in high school yeah I um I think freshman year I auditioned for a play and did a play and that kind of sparked my interest in in acting okay so it was kind of the first time you experienced it was in high school yeah I mean I was always kind of like a ham in elementary school like I always loved anytime we had to do some sort of skit or something Uh but um yeah I did ballet so that was kind of my main focus oh okay in high school I uh actually it was kind of looking back a little bit of a turning point in my life I was like going to ballet class five times a week and was going to enter this like ballet competition thing I don't really remember but um then I auditioned for a play and got a part so I decided to do the play and not do the ballet thing yeah so then God, I, what a totally different type of commitment. And it must have felt, I never, I mean, I took very, very cursory ballet as part of like performing arts classes mm-hmm. where you're sort of learning a bunch of different dance techniques or whatever. Um, and obviously found it very difficult and very graceful and great. Yeah. Um, and was always like really happy when we moved on to like tap or like African dancing. <laughs> jazz I would be, dance. Yeah, I would be like, I can, my body knows what to do a little bit more with this. Yeah. Um, so I'm always kind of in awe of uh, people who stuck with it or did it, uh, you know, on a regular basis such that they had skill and stuff. And then to think about the sort of looseness and the emotional side of, um, theater being so it feels so much like it would be so much more relaxed that's not necessarily even true but yeah I think coming from and I never thought about it this way before but coming from ballet which is so rigid and my um the theater 
Oh, and also just for the record, I wasn't really good. <laughs> okay. I just did it a lot. All right. Um, but yeah, coming from kind of the rigidity of this kind of strict, I, I had this beautiful Russian dance instructor, Paula, who was amazing. She was very stern. Yeah. And so coming from that into this like wacky world of theater, it felt freeing and sure. easy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's cool. That's a cool way rather than coming into it <clears throat> totally green to performing or to learning something in the arts where theater could be really intimidating for that reason to come from something that rigid it would have just felt like a bunch of hippies yeah it, it did and it was yeah it just felt exciting and fun i think yeah um so do, were there uh, uh did you do plays like every year is that kind of how yeah i did i ended up doing a good amount of plays in in high school um i'm trying to remember. do you have yeah do you have ones that you remember fondly i have like ones that i mean i'm so tickled by i know this is just sorry if i'm making a clattering sound guys this uh-huh. is just uh me putting this up here so that you have a little more room um that, that definitely made a sound uh <laughs> but like just looking back on some of the stuff i did where it just seems now so adorable to me that we were doing like you know playing husbands and wives to one another and yes. you know that sort of stuff is like oh god what it's i felt like i was embodying that character who was 40 or whatever and now i'm like how cute that must have been to grown-ups do you have videos of any of i don't really some i don't though right don't you think i mean i guess high school probably not because i don't know that it's not like we had a theater department that was like guys we got to get this on tape probably just i mean it was fine um but yeah i don't know if anyone ever taped anything college probably somebody so i could probably ask someone from school like do you have a copy of this but i know i um i did a arsenic and old lace was one of the plays that we did um and my one of my best friends johnny was the lead and i was his you know female lead and just having to um like, you know, there's a scene where they're like flirting, you know, and they're, I think they're newlyweds or something. And just, we could not get any like sexual, like there was just nothing uh-huh. there. <laughs> um, and it was, I remember the teacher working with us because we were just so awkward. Like, sure. I didn't want to touch him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, didn't, we were scared. And she told me like I had to pull his tie uh-huh. you know, and bring him close uh-huh. to me. Like, they literally, we couldn't do it. So they had to literally technically tell us like how to touch each other. Uh-huh. Oh, God, that's so great. And also, there's so many elements of that that remain when you're shooting something now and you're being, you know, and it's professional. The idea, like, I've never had to do anything like the show I'm on, You're the Worst, for example, Aya and Chris, like, total nude, cable nudity, but still, Uh like, that what that means now is you see everything except sure. like nipples and like balls you know yeah. what i mean and the what they did i've never had to do that but that is like the full blown out version of that same and it really brings up that childhood awkwardness for me like even sometimes when you're a guest star on something you have to kiss someone who's like a series regular and you're like, oh, oh God, yeah. this is like, are we going to, now when we rehearse this, don't we kiss? Like, huh? So like, you're, maybe you know this, or maybe there's no answer, but you're, are you supposed to use tongue or no tongue if you're kissing someone? I on think TV? no tongue. No, you're not supposed to use Have tongue. Have you been using tongue? I've been using tongue. But- <laughs> but only, there's been a couple times when I haven't used tongue and then I get a note being like, tongue him. Are you serious? Yeah, a couple times. I don't. I don't think you are unless you have like an agreement, like you sort of say, like, are we going to really, I think so. Okay. I, you know <laughs> what? I, 
I love it. I hope I haven't offended anyone. But you know, it's because the the times I've had to kiss someone on camera, it's been I've been playing like a crazy aggressive lady. Then I think it's totally appropriate. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's fine. I'm talking about where it's like the kiss where like in many movies, you're like, oh, this is like a kiss resolving something or sure. like I'm, I think I'm trying to think like the couple of times I've had to like really be like hot and heavy, like, oh, we're having sex. I feel like there's sort of been either it happened on its own or maybe we were like, should we just do this? So it doesn't like, it's going to be more uncomfortable to not to avoid that. Right. Than to just like pretend that we're into each other. Yeah. Cause how do you like, I'm trying to even think like, how do you passionately kiss without like a, a little tongue come get a little flicker a little little, just a little little slip i know it's hard it's hard hard. it would just make it feel more false but at the same time like this is someone maybe you don't know that well yeah you don't know where that tongue's been you don't know where that tongue's been exactly if you have a bad memory like you and me you don't even know where your own tongue's been (laughs) from the day to day that's true maybe i'm getting this wrong (laughs) have you this is a, a weird question but have you ever fallen for like um the kind of like, oh, shit, this has gotten confusing thing when you're working and it doesn't have to be any time in the present. And this is not in any way to make your fantastic fiance uncomfortable. But oh, like in years past, like, oh, have you fallen into the this kind of under the acting spell of like, I like this person well enough and my character feels this and I'm starting to get a little bit confused. Do I feel this? I see what you're saying. Um, not really in like TV or film or anything since I've been an adult, just because it is so sterile. Yeah. But certainly doing theater, mm-hmm. that has happened to me. Um, if only because it's such like, I mean, especially in college theater, I mean, it's just such like everyone is just like so horny. Yeah. And yeah, really, college really was like my theater department. Everybody just kind of dated everybody else. Yeah. And you're so, you spend so much time with these people. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. But never, it's never been like, oh, I'm playing someone who loves this person and the lines are crossing. It's always been like, oh, no, you know, we're just in the same play. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Because um, you're spending so much time with these people. Yeah. But I certainly, I feel like I've been kind of, um, I've done scenes where I'm supposed to be romantic with someone with people who I am more fond of or less fond of. And it definitely helps to be. Yeah. Actually, now that I think of it, I don't really think it makes that much of a difference. Yeah, maybe it doesn't. Because you can look at someone's face and find something nice about it. That's true. You know, anytime. That's true. That's very true. That's it's c- funny, yeah. too, because sometimes you just find, like with the chemistry thing, it's an actual thing where you just find that you couldn't have known it one way or the other, but like some person that you just met that you have to get and just met being relative, but some person that you don't really know that you're not interested in it can feel like for some reason you have this a similar kissing style or something and you're like yeah. oh this is okay like i don't feel anything but this feels known to me opposed to like a kiss where just for whatever reason it really is like this feels like uh people have never done this before sure. <laughs> like we've like we're two people who've both never kissed anyone yeah but like literally every time i've done any sort of love scene i've been playing like a crazy sex lady I'm so really into seeing every single example of this you know what it is it's i've done a couple network shows where i've been like a guest star playing a crazy lady it's because i'm like if you cast like a real sexy person to do that it comes across too 
too much for network TV. Uh-huh. So they cast me, who's <laughs> the, like the funny demure. cleaner version. Yeah. Of, yeah. I'm like uncomfortable with sexuality and demure. And so you put me in that position and it's like, okay, this is safe. I think that's great. That makes perfect sense to me. And it's, it sounds like a really smart choice on their part <laughs> yeah. to get the, to get the comedy from you without you being like gross, like actually like sexually aggressive. You I know? think that's great. I got to check these out. Yeah. I'm going on. I, Mm, DB. Well, a lot of them have never aired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just in some guy's basement. Pilots and stuff. Oh, 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 oh. Um, exciting. Uh, totally different story. Very different story. Okay, I'm going to get into this MASH game. Um, oh, yeah. I don't hey, have yeah. my... Uh, for some reason, it's showing me like my track lit thing is showing me a bunch of information that means nothing to me instead of how long we've been podcasting. But I suspect that uh, we probably started podcasting about 10 minutes after you got here. So I'm going to say this is a good time. To Has start it been match. an hour? I think it's been about 45. No, yeah. If you're looking at the clock, people, please know that we are not. So I can't. I mean, it's two. So we'll probably wow, we'll probably. You good conversationalist, Janet. You know, my yeah, mom's name is Janet. Really? Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, I don't know many Janets my age. They're more uh, usually my parents' age or mm-hmm. even their. I feel like I was, it was like a family name. It was yeah. like a great aunt I or like something. It's a good name. Thanks. Good solid name. Not going to lie to you. Not going to cheat you. <laughs> Might kill you. Yeah. But you'll know before it happens <laughs> in a very honest and sincere way. Classic Janet. Uh, cl- <laughs> classic <laughs> Janet, guys. Classic Janet. Um, okay, so uh, for this MASH game, let's do some, uh, let's try to do some Amanda centric um, uh, categories and then some perennial favorites that I'm just excited to hear your answers to. But let's do for the first one, um, let's do, uh, <sighs> this will either be a great question for you or you'll be like, why are you asking me this? What about three? theme parks that don't exist in life in mm-hmm. in reality that um would be fun for you like oh it would be so fun and weird or just weird or like i would like to see what blank the you know this kind mm. of theme park looks like and it can be as inspired from something in fiction or or it could just be like corn maze theme park usa Ooh, okay what if they're i'm like okay <laughs> What if it's like a cheese land? Okay, okay. Like everything is based yeah. on different types of cheese. Love and it. it's like you get to taste all the cheese. I love it. Um, okay, another one is like a Willy Wonka type oh, theme absolutely. park. That's all made. made I love like all of candy. this is interactive in a let's put it in our mouths type <laughs> yeah. of way. I'm real into it. Um, I'm trying to think of like a book or a movie or something I love that I... I would want to go to a theme park based off of mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, like um, um. Oh God, I'm. Bl- oh, oh. What about like a Princess Bride theme? Oh, park? that's great. Oh my God, there'd be so much you could do. Wouldn't that be fun? I can't believe that doesn't. It, well, I mean, I can't believe it doesn't exist. <laughs> but mean, it's, it's a lot of money <laughs> no, like, to make something like that. I'm not that enraged that it doesn't exist, but it's <laughs> a total no brainer. Oh yeah. my god! You could go on like pirate ship ride. You could go on uh, going into like the the. I mean, I guess it's the pit of despair. So maybe you wouldn't want to be tortured, but like the house that they live in, like going into the tree, like pressing on the knot, and then being yeah. down in like the inside of a tree, kind of a cave. That would be so fun, or That'd at least really like fun. a ride at another theme park. That's based yeah. On it. Oh my god, I'd love it. <laughs> Gotta get on the stat. Ooh, I did. I already do it three, huh? Be. You did three, but if okay. you do, do any swaps, okay, maybe swap out the um, the cheese land. Uh-huh. <laughs> For you were just getting warmed up. I'm fine with it. Okay, let's swap it out. Like um, a Shakespeare park. Oh, great, 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 great. That isn't, I guess, the simplicity of a uh, 
like a renaissance Ren fair. fair yeah. Oh shit! No, maybe. But it's but that's not rides. Okay, like, this okay, is like right. many Ren fair fans right now are applauding you for taking it to the next level. But do you think I should keep Cheeseland and get rid of the Shakespeare one since the Ren fair exists? I almost feel like there's a lot of cheese in the Renaissance, and maybe <laughs> that somehow they there's at least a there cheese a ride. Fusion. Yeah. Okay, great. Cheese Shakespeare slash cheese. <laughs> Okay, great answers. Great answers. Um, okay, next one will be, um, how about three, well, maybe you'll like this. I always like this. Um, three sort of styles of presenting yourself since we had our wig conversation mm-hmm. with zero discomfort associated. So like as much as we love the wigs off to you, delightful feeling, um, it could be that a wig was not itchy and hot or, you know, a corset or this or that for whatever reason, uh, something, uh, some sort of way of presenting yourself a style that is maybe doesn't work in the everyday of living in Los Angeles, uh-huh. but that you can totally try out for as long as you want three, like from okay. a different era or. Ooh, ooh. Um, okay. What about like a big tutu? Great. Is that kind of along the lines? Absolutely, of what you're yes. Absolutely, yes. God, um, how satisfying! All that tool just oh, it's so flomping fun. around you. Yeah. What about like a big balloon hat? Great, because it's lightweight. <laughs> so it's sort of keeping you a little bit light on your feet yeah. the whole day. You're sort of bounding a little bit. Yeah, I think it's great. Or balloon even just hat. balloon accessories. Or balloon like, accessories. <laughs> accessories. Great. 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 That don't pop that don't and frighten pop. me. Okay, tutu, okay. balloon accessories, slash hat. Um, and then the last one would be, so are these like made up ones or just something that already exists? Could be that, anything you want. Yeah, uh, it could um, be pre-existing too. A moo-moo. Great. Oh, yeah, great. I've been thinking a lot about moo-moos lately and how comfortable, yeah. like how much I want to get a bunch of moo-moos. Yeah, I'm and, sorry to say I already have several if you ever need to borrow a moo-moo. They're so great. Yeah. I should have offered you a muumuu when you came in. It was so cold. I offered you a throw. What if I'd been like, if you just need to throw this muumuu on over the top? And even just the word muumuu. I know. I know. Is it Hawaiian? I, it must be. It seems like it would be. Yeah. Now I do have a muumuu that I'll show you when we leave. It's my favorite muumuu. It's pleated. Oh, a my pleated God. pleated muumuu. Brilliant. Um, okay. Next category is uh, three foods that are uh, in this alternate universe um, available to you at the snap of a finger. And um, it could be a specific, and there's nothing wrong with them. They're not bad for you in any okay. way. They're actually good for you. And uh, it could be as, as specific as like this one pretzel and melted nacho cheese that you used to get, or it could be just like pizza or sundaes or whatever. Mm. Okay, so one is um, the Trader Joe's chocolate dipped peanut butter pretzels. Oh my God, so good. I would add their peanut butter cups to that mm, too. Those are good God too. damn it. Those are so good. Chocolate peanut butter pretzels? Yeah. EB pretzels. Great. Um, guacamole. Yeah. Now, did you go to, you went to the Indian, when we were on Joko Cruise, you went yes. to the Indian food demo. Yeah. Did you go to the make margaritas and guacamole demo? No. I kept I looking didn't. at that and it was always like at a time where it had already happened or I just couldn't for some reason. I would, I mean, margaritas and guacamole. Guacamole is my favorite food. So good. So good. So fun. Good. What do you do you now? What what can you identify the components? Like a certain guacamole has too much of this or not enough of that. Like for me, raw onions. That's a real bummer for me when there's a lot of raw onions in guacamole. My sister makes the craziest guacamole. It's all you would not like it. It's almost all onions. Whew. 
Couldn't do and it. Garlic. It's so oh, much I would garlic. get the worst indigestion. I can yeah, feel it rising up in me. They're right hard now. to digest for yeah. me. Raw onions. Um, yeah, I'm actually not picky when it comes to guacamole. Mm, I okay. love avocados so much yeah. that I could just like any anything. It's it's not that you can't really mess it up. Yeah, agreed. Mind. There's a company. There's a there's a tub of guacamole that you can get at the grocery store, and I can't. I think it's Casa Sanchez, but they use orange juice. Mm. It's really nice instead of lime juice. Ooh, that it's pretty good. Great. Yeah, and I've been going through a phase where I'm using smoked salt on a bunch of stuff, <gasps> yeah. and that is really good, like a little smoky chipotle salt in oh, guacamole. I see guacamole in our future. I know. I in had our mutual a, future. I had it for dinner last night. Well, you're tub. very smart. <laughs> I had. I you know what? I think I had a taco yesterday that involved guacamole. For, at the opera that's very LA <laughs> to be like I'm sorry let me just dash out during intermission and get a taco <laughs> uh, wonderful show by the way if you have the chance to go what is it anybody who has the chance to go I would say this is worth a pilgrimage to Los Angeles if you wow. can afford it it's um, I, I saw I just saw it for the second time I saw it when it first premiered here and it came back around two years later and I had to go again um, it's Mozart's The Magic Flute which has a lot of songs that like people recognize um, even if they don't know they know it and it's Mozart so it's super accessible but it's this German opera company and they have done the coolest thing I've ever seen I don't really go to opera and I don't know that I can ever go again unless it's not unless it's presented in this way I don't want to say too much it's just the best thing I've ever seen in terms of live like anything like live theater music opera because it incorporates um video and so everything is on a screen instead of a set there's no three-dimensional set it's like animation oh wow it is so funny. There were so many children there, which is exactly what should have been. It was like blue hairs to tiny kids. Everyone loved it. It's just so wonderful. I would love to check that out. I, I think you should see I it. went to the opera for the first time last year and it was, I enjoyed it. It was, um, I forget what it was called, but it was about Marie Antoinette's ghost or something. Oh, that sounds fun. It was the really costumes cool. and stuff. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. gorgeous costumes. But um, I would, would love to go see I that. I think you should, tr- yeah. I think you can, if you can get tickets, you and Matt should go. Because oh, sure. It's it's one of those experiences where you sort of leave going, I'm so glad. And I guess I feel like this about a lot of live theater and art, but it's that it really is that feeling like, oh, my God, I'm so glad Mozart figured out what he did at the time that he did. And I'm so glad that someone recently was like, what if we did this? And that to spectacular success, like I'm sure Mozart would look at this and be like, wow, I never would have imagined this. How could I have for the time I'm from? And yet this seems like the perfect way to experience what I created then in today's world. Wow. I loved it. This is, I love it. 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 It was just as good the second time. Wow. Yeah. I will check it out. Magic flute. Okay. Uh, guacamole, chocolate covered peanut butter pretzels. Number three. Um, like a Thai coconut curry. Oh, great, 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 great. Let me say this. Thai food, they have nailed complicated flavors. That is like six meals in one. A curry, you taste, I feel like you taste all the stuff, but mm-hmm. you also, it's like you hear every note, but you also hear the whole song. It's so good. It's so, it's my favorite cuisine. No, it's just so good. Cause it's like, I don't know if, if this is correct, but to me, it's like the Mexican food of Asia. Well, and that it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's comfort food. The flavors are exciting. There's yeah. sweetness, there's Herbs. sourness, there's saltiness, there's spice. Cilantro. Cilantro. 
I love cilantro. I'm glad I got that gene and it doesn't taste like oh, soap to I me. I love cilantro. Anything that's like has a thick coconut base, I just yeah, love. I know, I love right? Yeah. Tomka is like my favorite. I'm sorry to overpronounce it, but <laughs> that the co- the full-on coconut milk, galangaroos, chili mm. flakes, chicken, great. Okay, also with tofu. I'm, I have Delicious. no need to have it have meat. Um, wonderful. Great, great, great. Great choice. God, it's hard to even move on from this category. I could do this <laughs> I all day. Uh, next one, I got to get this out of the way. All due respect to your wonderful fiance. Yes. Mash game. Alternate universe hubby, alternate universe sexy times, hmm. uh, a one-nighter, uh, loving tender companion, three, um, could be from fiction, could be real people, could be from any time period. So it could be young Robert Redford or hmm. what have you. Okay. Um, okay. This first one is is um, because I just this is embarrassing, but I just watched this, so it'll be it's not embarrassing, but Javier Bardem from Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, great! Why is that embarrassing? It's great because it's embarrassing that I've seen that movie. I see. I see where you're going with it. I see. Yeah, but I he's seen so it, but... cute in that. I, that movie is awful, but yeah. I, it's one of those things I'll put on. You know, if I'm like had a bad day or something sure 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 because it's fun to watch people eat pasta i think that that makes perfect sense there are plenty of i've not seen that movie but i feel like there's plenty of movies where i'm like we all know what i'm doing here and we're just going to be totally (laughs) fine with it practical magic being one of them oh hell yeah that's one of mine too that's a great like sunday afternoon like you know what i'm not going to go on a hike (laughs) and i'm going to watch this nachos anyone anyway uh great javier bardem eat um, pray love love it yeah and then this one is kind of an ode to matt um because this is a person he reminds me of a little bit but bill pullman from casper great from casper okay yes where he's plays like the sexy dad um i think he's so good in while you were sleeping which is another movie great. that that's a great movie though yes. like that's a good just watch it by yourself over and over again but it's also such a darling movie oh yeah it's just so cute it's so so good he's great in it uh um, that's great then let me think about the third one. Maybe I want to go like fictional for this. Um, oh, duh. Um, Rhett Butler. Oh, great. Great, great, great. Classic. Yeah. Rhett Butler. There's so many movies that I either saw when I was a kid and didn't appreciate or have never seen. Like I've never seen Casablanca. And now I just feel like, ugh, I know, guys, I'm sorry that I've never seen it. Now I'm just putting it off because it feels like a thing. It feels like it might be a drag, too, honestly. I'm sure it's good, but there's so much good stuff to watch. (laughs) Thank you for that refreshing perspective. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Um, Next category is, uh, let me go with... Well, you know what? I got to get vacation homes in here. Let's go with three mm. vacation homes. Um, we'll do ones that exist in the real world. Uh, but they're not, it's not like a pain to get to. So you can kind of get there almost teleportation style. Okay. Tokyo. Great. Um, gosh. I'm like something tropical, but I'm like, what's the best place? I mean, Hawaii is so beautiful, but it almost feels boring if I can go anywhere. Right, 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 right. Um, maybe like, I guess Bali. Great. Seems Great. Nice, huh? Yeah. Never been. Seems very nice. Great. Okay. And then maybe okay. like, uh, I don't know, Greece. Okay. Great. I've never been to Greece either. Have you? No, I've never been. It's supposed to be wonderful. And 
very timely because my big fat Greek wedding too is coming up yeah, soon. I've been seeing way too many promos for it. <laughs> Whew, Frankly, really going I for can't it. wait. They're really going for it. Um, okay. Next one is let's do, um, yeah, let's do like a, a person that you can't work with that because, well, I guess most likely they've, they've passed away, but, but somebody in the, in the, in the sort of comedy world, maybe, or even not in the mm-hmm. comedy world that it would be, have been really fun to do a project with. Okay. Yes, I see. Um, God, I mean, Lucille Ball. Great. Seemed like a fun lady. Absolutely. Kind of girl who knows what she wants. Yes. Um, oh gosh. Maybe like Betty Davis. Great. <laughs> Right. God, she was in this movie. I had no idea who she was or that she was iconic in any way because she was in this movie when she was very old called The Watcher in the Woods. Uh-huh. That was this super creepy Disney movie. I love when they go creepy. Um, about like, to be honest with you, I don't even know. And I don't know if I've talked about it before, but it was like my favorite movie. Uh-huh. But it had to do, it was like never explained, but it had to do with um, a girl who was trapped in another dimension. Whoa. And I don't really understand why. But it was like, I loved this movie. And Betty Davis was like a, the creepy old woman that you sort of misunderstand uh, in the movie. Um, and then, like, at some point, I came to understand, like, oh, Betty Davis. Okay, okay, different. Different yes. than just, like, crazy old this lady cra- in Disney movie. Well, yeah. honestly, I love whatever happened to Baby Jane. Yeah, great, 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 yeah, great. So God, that's that's classic my, theater, that's too. favorites. Great. Um, God, a third one let me try and think okay i it doesn't have to just be a woman amanda let's see <laughs> it can be doesn't have to be it can be doesn't have to be I'm trying to think of like old tv shows i used to like yeah um does it have to be, they don't have to be dead right no well then i'll use lisa kudrow because she's oh, like one great. of my favorite female oh yeah comedians. god i feel like you guys could definitely you could play relatives even i got to meet her when i worked on neighbors too she did a scene in that and i was like i you know i never like ever geek out over celebrities and i was working so i didn't want to like make her uncomfortable by yeah. like being like i love you so much but yeah. it's the one person that i didn't do that to that i regret i wish i had been like respectfully right but i am your biggest fan you know what i think that you first of all you will have that opportunity again and likely in my mind she will be like shut up i love you <laughs> like i love you don't even don't start before you hey before you say whatever you're gonna say you're great and i'd be like no lisa yeah you are and then you guys get into a shoving match it gets <laughs> ugly really fast great list great list okay uh, second to last category is um, we'll do the you wake up tomorrow and you have um, uh, three skills that you didn't have, but we'll make them real life skills. So it's not like you can fly, um, but like tomorrow you've sort of downloaded Matrix style. You open your eyes and you're like, oh my God, I can do X, Y, Z. Okay. Sing. Great. Would love I to still be feel to like you can. <laughs> I think Guys, you were listening to something I else. Really? Now listen, <laughs> all I can say is, and this is all I can say. <laughs> I heard what I heard. Okay. I believe that you, yeah, I believe that you believe that. Guys, you know what? You're going to get the chance to hear it. You're going to listen to a future <laughs> spontaneous nation where there is singing involved. You're going to agree with me. That's that. Okay. Same. Um, yeah. I wish I could, like, had, could really belt, you know all what right, I'm saying? Like right. Adele. Um, I wish I could, I mean, maybe fly. 
Oh, I think I told you that you couldn't do that, but now I really oh, want I you to. Oh, I can't fly? Well, no. I said it had to be real life skills. Oh, real life skills. Okay, no, I can think I of like one. the idea of you being able to fly. I can't no, take that like away from language. you now. Cross out fly and put like a language. I'm language. sorry. I didn't no, I'm sorry. Put like speak um like fluent Spanish. Great. Or it can just be like you're multilingual. Like multilingual. you just can. Great. Great. Perfect. And then your third one. My third one is skill. I really want to welcome you back to saying fly if you feel you want to. No, I think maybe I could do um like draw. Yeah. Would be really too. nice. Very satisfying. Love it. Okay. Uh, final category. Uh, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Not that much pressure. <laughs> Self-imposed pressure, tons. Um, okay, final category is... You know what? I'm putting pressure on myself because I feel like people have been sending me good categories and now I'm totally blanking on what they are. I've I've used this one before, but I still like it. Uh, things you wish you could experience again for the first time. So it could just be Ooh. seeing a thing you love for the first time or hearing a song you love or eating a food or that thing where you're like, or reading a book, like, Oh, I wish I didn't remember what happens. Cause it was so exciting to discover this the first time. Oh yes. This is good. Okay, um, good. okay. The staircase. Yes. The staircase. Oh my God. What a golden nugget. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I could fill this category up with just true crime documentaries. <laughs> I could too. Like, I could that too. That is the thing that when I meet someone who has not seen the jinx, yeah. I'm like, I want to be you. I know. I I'm know. so I jealous. No, I feel exactly the same. Should I put that on there? Um, no, yeah, put the, put the jinx. Great, put the jinx great. as my. <laughs> great. Great. Um, and then I'm trying to think of, yeah, what else would it be? Um, something I wish I could experience for the first time again. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think if there's a book with a twist at the end right, that, right. I, that I wa- that I read and wish I could reread. I mean, maybe like um a first kiss. Sure, I think would be nice. Yeah, absolutely. A first kiss or your first kiss? Not mine. Just a new one. Great. <laughs> Great, great, great. Like yeah. what we were talking about before. Oh, you know what? It would be a, a first kiss with my fiance. Yeah. If I could relive the moment of yes. kissing him for the first time, just because it was so nice. That. I love that. The promise inside of that, of like that, uh, yeah, that fantasy of like, is this going to be the person that I get to do this with for yeah. however long it can, you know, and then to, and then to have it be uh, forever. <laughs> it's wonderful. Okay, uh, tell me when to stop. Stop. Mm, Short and sweet. I like it. Okay, uh, I'm going to do some minor calculating. Okay. uh, And then I'm going to pause this. Guys, I want to reassure you for the 189th time that it will be as if no time has passed. And for those of you who remember that I only started MASH when I thought of it several episodes in, please don't write me. I realize that I just exaggerated on the math. I have to consciously confess that I just wasted uh like 20 minutes of amanda's time talking about the undisclosed podcast and a dance i yet it's so fascinating it's well, it's, uh, so, it's fascinating. so fascinating it's the, 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 the i'm sure that everyone feels this now but it is that thing where you're like could more of us have become lawyers than we realize because oh yeah 
I have, I'm so interested even in pa- like, I've fascinated by past cases. Like, Oh, when a lawyer is arguing something and he cites a reference of a past decision, I'm interested in those cases. They're yeah. like, well, you know, you remember when blah, 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 blah. And the Supreme court decided da da da. And I'm like, that's a case I never heard about in school. I think about becoming a lawyer all the time. Are we going to become lawyers? I think we should. I mean, we have some free time. Well, it is kind of presentational. You know? Yeah. Oh, please. Objection, your honor. Ooh, huh? That was good. <laughs> is it sustained or overruled? Sustained. Yeah, it is. <laughs> all right. Everybody, sustain your joy for the uh, outcome of this MASH game. I'm very pleased with it. Other than that you ended up with a shack. Okay, Apologize. that's okay. Could, beyond my control. But it's a shack in Greece. So, you know, that's like right by the water, like beautiful cerulean blue water. I'm not sure that's a word. I think it might be. I'm sure water is a word. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay. So congratulations on that. Now, I want to, uh, speaking of true crime, uh, tell you that you will be able to experience the staircase for the first time all over again. It's it unfurls for you (laughs) and your eyes will grow wider and wider as your mouth drops further and further open. Uh, now, your mouth has dropped further and further open in surprise, or is it that you have a beautiful singing voice and you are letting the world oh hear God. it far and wide? Oh, I love it. Now, you know my personal feelings on that, but <laughs> if you feel that you needed improvement, you got it. Now, uh, I don't know if the um, uh, work that you will be doing somehow with this uh, time warping that we're doing um, will involve singing, if it will be a musical, if it will be something you sing in, but it is with Betty Davis. Oh, fantastic. So bravo. I'm sure we'll be best friends. Very exciting. Uh, you guys will be best friends and you can eat as many chocolate peanut butter uh, pretzels, Woo! chocolate or peanut butter pretzels from Trader Joe's that you could ever possibly want. Um, you, if you tire of those, rest assured, you can visit the Willy Wonka themed. You've done us all a great service. Yes. The Willy Wonka themed theme park. Very exciting. Also, that feels like a kind of place where a, a giant balloon hat or balloon accessories would be Yay! right at home. Right at home. This, this world is bizarre and beautiful. It really is. <laughs> it's all from your brain, my dear. And then, uh, you're sharing all of these amazing moments with none other then eat, pray, loves Javier Bardem. <laughs> I'm sure that's how he loves to be known. <laughs> Hello, this is Eat, Pray, Loves Javier Bardem with an important message. <laughs> Amazing. That's um, great. What a wonderful, wonderful mash game. What a wonderful time I've had with you. Janet, thanks for having uh, me. This was so fun. This is for, I think there are probably many people who um, have listened to this who are already fans uh, for one, one of the many things that you've done or another, but will you tell everyone where they can find you if they would like to find out more? Please find me. Um, <laughs> I am Amanda Funbuns on Twitter and Instagram, and you can contact me through either of those places. You guys, get on it. Yes. This is a perfect time because my computer's down to 10% Woo, battery. We did it. We did it. Um, thanks, guys. Talk to you next time on the food. Bye As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.